Hey, this is Kyle Poppenham. I'm the pastor of Legacy Church, and this is our podcast. I wanted to thank you for joining us today. I hope this encourages you and helps you experience what God is doing in your life. Enjoy the message. Genesis 27, 21 says, Then Isaac said to Jacob, Come closer so I can touch you and make sure that you are really Esau. See, there's two brothers, Jacob and Esau, and Jacob was always tricking Esau. He was always taking things from him, including his birthright, and now he's taking his blessing. His father was blind, and so he couldn't see which son it was. And so Jacob covered himself in fake hair because his brother Esau was super hairy. And he brought him the meal, and that's where we're picking up. So Jacob went a little closer to his father. Isaac touched him. The voice is Jacob's, but the hands are Esau's, Isaac said. But he did not recognize Jacob because Jacob's hands felt hairy just like Esau. So Isaac prepared to bless Jacob. But are you really my son Esau? He asked. Yes, I am, Jacob replied. Then Isaac said, now my son, bring me the wild game. Let me eat it and then I will give you my blessing. So Jacob took the food to his father and Isaac ate it. He also drank the wine that Jacob served him. Then Isaac said to Jacob, please come a little closer and kiss me, my son. So Jacob went over and kissed him. And when Isaac caught the smell of his clothes, he was finally convinced. He was wearing his brother's clothes to trick his own father. He was finally convinced and he blessed his son. He said, ah, the smell of my son is like the smell of the outdoors, which the Lord has blessed. Now see, these two sons had very different lives. Esau was a woodsman. He was a hunter. He was out in the, in the wild all the time. And so he just had that smell of nature. And I'd imagine in the hot summer sun with no deodorant, he probably smelled like a lot of things. But then you had Jacob, who it says he stayed among the tents, which really in translation just means he was a mama's boy. He stayed home. He cooked the meals. He stayed where he was comfortable. And so Jacob actually had to put on uh, fake hair all over his body to trick his father. And he put on his brother's clothes so he smelled like this and he prepared this. Then finally, Isaac says this, From the dew of heaven and the richness of earth, may God always give you abundant harvests of grain and bountiful new wine. May many nations become your servants and may they bow down to you. May you be the master over your brothers and may your mother's sons bow down to you. All who curse you will be cursed and all who bless you will be blessed. This morning, I'm calling this message, Switch It Up. A lot of times in scripture, we see that things get switched up. This is one of the best stories to see this thing play out. Father, I pray right now that your word would go forth with power, that you'd speak to our hearts, that we would hear what you have for us to say. We love you. Amen. Now, some of you may know this. I am the oldest of four kids, which means my parents had their hands full, but it also means they had a lot of help cleaning the house. My parents were really smart. They employed all four of us kids, once we were old enough, to begin to do chores around the house. Come on, who had to do chores as a kid? Uh, we had to take out the trash. We had to vacuum. We had to dust. We washed the cars. We mowed the lawns. Everything. And so what we did is, is at least at a month at a time, each one of us kids would have a single chore that we had to make sure was done every single day. Now, I'll be honest. I was the best at doing the chores. No, I wasn't. I, I remember my mom and dad having to tell me repeatedly, take out the trash. Please take out the trash today. Did you take out the trash today? Take it out. 
and I'm a stubborn person, and so it took me a long time to learn this lesson. But one of the things that they did to make sure that we got experience all over the house was they switched it up about once a month or so, where they would say, instead of taking out the trash, now you're going to mow the lawns. Instead of mowing the lawns, now you're going to vacuum and dust the downstairs. Instead of doing this, you're going to mop the floors. And they did this with all of my siblings. So we all got to take turns learning how to wash cars and mow the lawns and, and do all of these things. And it was so good to get experience throughout the house. In fact, I learned how to do laundry that way. I learned how to change the oil in the car that way. I learned how to dust. I learned how to vacuum, all of these things. And it's all because they decided to switch it up. They constantly were switching it up. It was always routine to do chores, but they constantly switched up the chores we were doing. And how many know that God is constantly switching things up in our lives to make sure that his will comes to pass? When we were starting this church, a lot of people would ask, why the name Legacy? What is it about legacy that you're naming the church after? And I would tell them, we are starting in an area of Tustin called Tustin Legacy. It's where the hangers are, it's got a lot of history, and they're trying to redeem that legacy and, and continue it for future generations. And so we wanted to name our church after the area that we were going into. Now, for some people, that wasn't spiritual enough, but the honest answer is, in addition to that, there's also some biblical understanding of the term legacy. Throughout scripture, God reveals himself as the God of your forefathers. He's the God of our legacy. He wants to bless through us, and that's what a legacy is. But he also reveals himself as the God of our forefathers, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Now, I always knew that God liked to link his lineage to us because he's a generational God. He reveals himself through the generations, and I knew that he likes it when we honor him, when we do the right thing. He loves that. In fact, he loves it like he loves Isaac. He was led up to the mountain to be burned on an altar by his own father, and he didn't respond by running. He responded by trusting God. He was constantly trusting his father, heavenly father and earthly father. I knew that God likes it when we trust him. God loves it when we take him at his word, just like Abram did. He had an encounter with God, and God changed his name. He said, you'll no longer be known as Abram, but you'll be known as Abraham, the father of many nations. And he said, through you, I will bless many nations. But did you know that he also likes to identify himself with our mistakes? He likes to redeem our messes too. Jacob, this is where he comes in. Jacob wrestled with God and man, even physically wrestled an angel. And he said he wouldn't let the angel go until he blessed him. The angel then told him he would be known as Israel, someone who has wrestled with God and with man and has won. So then four generations later, when Jacob's great-great-grandson Moses has an encounter with God, God reveals himself to Moses through a burning bush and identifies himself as the God of Abraham, the good, Isaac, the steady. And then just when you think he's going to say Israel, I'm the God of the future, I'm the God of your blessing, I'm the God who's bringing you through, he actually says, I'm the God of Jacob. I'm the God of the trickster. I'm the God of the prankster. I'm the God of the past. I'm the God who can redeem your past. I'm not just the God of the good or the steady. I'm the God over your broken past as well. So 
It's not just the perfect people who get to play a part in God's purpose. So if you're not perfect, I just want you to understand something real quick. You're in really, really good company when you read scripture. I mean, seriously, if you go through the Bible and read all of the failures of people, let's pick on a couple. We have David, who was a man after God's own heart, but he was also a murderer. He was also an adulterer. He was constantly getting himself in different messes. You have Peter, one of the disciples that walked alongside Jesus. He studied right next to them. And then when it came time for the Holy Spirit to be poured out, Peter was preaching and 3,000 people got saved. But he's also the same Peter who as soon as Jesus started to look bad in the press, as soon as people started disliking his tweets, he disowned him. There are plenty of people who have messed up and they're in scripture. And so if you're not perfect, I want you to understand that God is using you. He will even take the stuff that you've done that's not good and he'll redeem it and he'll use it to bless you and to bless other people. Now, I want, I want to make sure I make this clear. He is not blessing your sin. God never says, I will bless your sin. But he did say, I will take the things that you've done wrong and I will make it work for my good. I'm still the God who can use that. I'm the God who redeems. I'm still able to take the parts that you're stressed out about, that you're worried about, that you're ashamed of, that are broken, and I will use them for my good. How do I know this? Well, let's look at what Jacob, now Israel, did when his son Joseph was found to be alive. If you guys haven't read some of these stories, I want to encourage you. Read through this stuff. Be self-feeders. If the only time you hear the word of God is from me, something needs to change. And I want to encourage you, read the book of Genesis. It is packed with incredible stories. And I know some people say, um, I don't know where you get all this knowledge. I don't know why people know more about the Bible than I do. And can I tell you, the only way you get to know more about the Bible is by studying it, is by reading it and learning more. It's the same way that weights work, right? You can't expect... Uh, to go into the gym, lift weights once, and then come out looking like Cameron Carlson, okay? He clearly spends time working out. The same is true about your spiritual walk. We need to be reading the word and ingesting it currently. But Joseph was sold into slavery. He was put in prison. He started working in Potiphar's house. He was the, the overseer of the royal guards. And then he eventually became second in command over all of Egypt. And at one point, his brothers come back to him not knowing it's him, and ask for food. And he begins to, to unfold this plan that God had for his life. And he says, what you sold me into, God is using for his good. And so now we're at the end of the story where, where Joseph is finally back in connection with his father, Jacob. And Jacob is able to see his son alive for the first time. And he says uh, in Genesis 48, verse 5, and we're going we're gonna to kind of skip around through uh, verse 16. He says, Now I am claiming as my own sons these two boys of yours, Ephraim and Manasseh, who were born here in the land of Egypt before I arrived. They will be my sons, just as Reuben and Simeon are. But any children born to you in the future will be your own. And they will inherit the land within the territories of their brothers, Ephraim and Manasseh. So Jacob is so overcome even though he's done all this stuff in his life, God has still blessed him so much so that now he has grandkids that he didn't even know about. And now he's saying, I'm, I'm bringing those as my own son. I'm claiming your kids as my own sons. Verse eight says, then Jacob looked over at the two boys. Are these your sons, he asked? Yes, Joseph told him. These are the sons God has given me here in Egypt. 
And Jacob said, bring them closer to me so I can bless them. And Jacob was half blind because of his age and could hardly see. So Joseph brought the boys close to him and Jacob kissed them and embraced them. Then Jacob said to Joseph, I never thought I would see your face again, but now God has let me see your children too. Joseph moved the boys who were at their grandfather's knees and he bowed with his face to the ground. Then he positioned the boys in front of Jacob. With his right hand, he directed Ephraim towards Jacob's left hand. And with his left hand, he put Manasseh at Jacob's right hand. Verse 14, but Jacob crossed his arms as he reached out to lay his hands on the boy's head. He put his right hand on the head of Ephraim, though he was the firstborn. He then blessed Joseph and said, May the God before whom my grandfather Abram, my father Isaac walked, the God who has been my shepherd all of my life to this very day, the angel who redeemed me from all harm, may he bless these boys. May they preserve my name and the names of Abraham and Isaac, and may their descendants multiply greatly throughout the earth. See, Jacob switched it up. He switched the blessing. God is not afraid to switch things up in your life. There are some things in your life that you might be worried about, that you might be ashamed about, and you say, you know what, these things can't be used by God, but I just want you to know that the things that you think that God can't bless, he's gonna switch it up. He can bless those things. He can use them for his glory. And not only did Jacob switch it up with the blessing, he did something that God the Father does for every single one of us. Did you catch it? It's back in verse five. He took them as his own sons. He said, you are no longer my grandson, you are my son, as though you are directly tied to me. God does this for every single one of us. In fact, Pastor Phil said it last week where he said, God doesn't have grandkids. God comes to us and says, you are no longer away from me, you are with me, you are my child. God only has children and you are one of them. And, and if you haven't already made that decision, the invitation is here today for you to step into alignment with what God wants to do in your life. He wants to bless you, not just the parts that you're proud of, not just the parts that people know about you, not just the parts you put in your Instagram profile, but the things that you hide, the things that people don't see, the things that people don't know about, the things that you're scared to share with people. He wants to bless you. He wants to bless the things that you have a hard time forgiving yourself from. He'll use those too. The icing on this cake comes way, way, way later, many generations later, and we see that Jesus would choose to come through this bloodline, the bloodline of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Jesus came to redeem the entire earth through this specific bloodline, and then get this. Do you remember the story of Jesus talking to the woman at the well? There's a little part in this story that is sometimes overlooked, and I want to draw attention to it today because it's super important for this conversation. The well that they were at is called Jacob's well. This was the very spot that Jacob and his family lived. And now it was the land of the Samaritans who were actually outcasts. They were the people that the Christians didn't like. The followers of Jesus even would, would go around Samaria. They would take a three-day trip and actually turn it into a six-day trip to go all the way around this area because they didn't like these people. And Jesus went straight through to that area just so that he could redeem an entire people group. 
And so this woman comes walking up to Jesus. She's a Samaritan. He's a Jew. They didn't talk. They hated each other. And beyond that, men didn't associate with women in this culture. And so a woman comes to the well and Jesus says, will you give me a drink? And she said, who, why are you talking to me? I'm a Samaritan and a woman. Why in the world would you talk to me? And he said, if you knew the life that I had for you, if you knew the water that I could give your soul, you'd be asking me for a drink. And then he begins to tell her all of the things that she's ever done, right and wrong. He clearly knew her because he knit her together in her mother's womb. And now this woman who had had five husbands, and now the man that she was living with wasn't her husband, he begins to share this with her, and she goes back into town and gets all the people and brings all the people to hear Jesus. Did you catch this? He used this spot, the well of Jacob. He used the legacy of Jacob to redeem an entire people group. He raised up the first evangelist in his ministry to go reach the Samaritans through Jacob, not just through Israel, not just through the good parts, but through the bad parts as well. He raised up that person, and that's what he's coming to us and saying, I wanna do this through you as well. I wanna use the bad things that have happened in your life. I wanna use the bad choices that you've made. I wanna use you, you, all of you, to complete my will. He didn't use Israel's well, he used Jacob's. And he's offering you that same invitation today. He's saying, come be a child of mine. So I wanna give you an opportunity right now. If you have never come into a relationship with Christ, I want you to say a prayer with me, simply inviting Christ into your life, this Christ, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The God of the good, the God of the steady, when things are fine, he's also the God of your broken past. And he's able to redeem that and use all of it to bring glory to his name. And he's able to use it to build you up, to serve other people. He's able to use you to accomplish his will. And so right now, I just want to invite you to say a prayer with me. Simply say, Jesus, I invite you into my life. Be my Lord and Savior. Forgive me of the things that I've done wrong. The things you call sin make me like you. If you just said that prayer for the first time, I want to welcome you to the kingdom of God. You are now a brother or a sister of mine. There's an entire group of people who, by the way, will be meeting you next week, we hope, in person. But there's an entire kingdom of people that you belong to now. You are no longer a grandkid of Jesus. You are a son and a daughter of Jesus. He's saying, I'm taking you as my own. And then guess what? He is going to switch it up. He is going to bless you. He is going to speak life over you. He's going to begin to use you. It's your responsibility, though, to invest in this relationship. How do you do that? Begin to start a prayer life. We're going to be starting a brand new series on prayer, your prayer life, the entirety of it. It's going to be called Behind the Scenes. We're gonna start that in a couple of weeks once we're back in person. And I'm so excited to dive into that. But begin to pray. Ask Jesus to show you things. Read your Bible. Begin to really ingest this on a daily basis. If you did say that prayer for the first time, would you do me a favor? There's gonna be a comment somewhere in the chat that says like this comment if you said the prayer. Like that comment and we wanna reach out to you. We wanna to get to know you a little bit better and we wanna help you in this entire season. Now, there's another group of people who may say, you know what, 
I've already accepted Christ, but I still want this blessing over my life. I wanna pray over you right now. Father, I pray a special prayer of blessing over your children. The ones who have been faithful to your word, the, the ones who just came into your kingdom. God, thank you for what you're doing and what you're speaking. God, I pray that right now you would uh, begin to, to switch it up in their lives. God, the things that they thought were bad, would you show them that you're gonna use that for their good? God, would you begin to show us where you're blessing and then speak to us, use us, we want to be a part of your kingdom. We want to see your kingdom come. God, we want to see your kingdom expand in and through Legacy Church. We thank you and praise you for what you're doing. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us. And special thanks to those of you who give generously to this ministry. It's because of you that this ministry is possible. You can click the link in the description below to give now, or you can go to LegacyChurch.online for more information. And if you enjoyed the podcast, you can subscribe, share it with your friends, take a screenshot, share it on your social stories, and tag us at Legacy Church Tustin. Thanks again for listening. God bless.